Hello and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing this book study on the book written by Eckhart Tolle. We hope that you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today we are on Chapter 2, Section 4, Consciousness, The Way Out of Pain, The Origin of Fear. My name is Barbara Wainwright and I'm here with Gilda Simonet. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. All right. The origin of fear. And the student is asking a question. You mentioned fear as being part of our basic underlying emotional pain. How does fear arise and why is there so much of it in people's lives? And isn't a certain amount of fear just healthy self-protection? If I didn't have a fear of fire, I might put my hand in it and get burned. The reason why you don't put your hand in the fire is not because of fear. (laughs) It's because you know you'll get burned. You don't need fear to avoid unnecessary danger, just a minimum of intelligence and common sense. For such practical matters, it is useful to apply the lessons learned in the past. Now, if someone threatened you with fire or physical violence, you might experience something like fear. This is an instinctive shrinking back from danger but not the psychological condition of fear that we are talking about here. The psychological condition of fear is divorced from any concrete and true immediate danger. It comes in many forms, unease, worry, anxiety, nervousness, tension, dread, phobia, and so on. This kind of psychological fear is always of something that might happen, not of something that is happening now. You are in the here and now, while your mind is in the future. This creates an anxiety gap. And if you are identified with your mind and have lost touch with the power and simplicity of the now, that anxiety gap will be your constant companion. You can always cope with the present moment, but you cannot cope with something that is only a mind projection. You cannot cope with the future. Moreover, as long as you are identified with your mind, the ego runs your life, as I pointed out earlier. Because of its phantom nature, and despite elaborate defense mechanisms, the ego is very vulnerable and insecure, and it sees itself as constantly under threat. This, by the way, is the case even if the ego is outwardly very confident. Now remember that an emotion is the body's reaction to your mind. What message is the body receiving continuously from the ego, the false mind-made self? Danger, I am under threat. And what is the emotion generated by this continuous message? Fear, of course. Fear seems to have many causes. Fear of loss, fear of failure fear of being hurt, and so on. But ultimately, all fear is the ego's fear of death, of annihilation. To the ego, death is always just around the corner. In this mind-identified state, fear of death affects every aspect of your life. For example, even such a seemingly trivial and normal thing as the compulsive need to be right in an argument and make the other person wrong defending the mental position with which you have identified is due to the fear of death. 
If you identify with a mental position, then if you are wrong, your mind-based sense of self is seriously threatened with annihilation. So you, as the ego, cannot afford to be wrong. To be wrong is to die. Wars have been fought over this, and countless relationships have broken down. The fear of unknown is what he's calling psychological fear. When we don't know what's going to happen, we can ruminate on fearful things happening. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose everything and be homeless on the street and starve to death. (laughs) Kind of not reasonable fear, but it's fear of our imagination getting the best of us. If we imagine good things and good things coming to pass, we won't have the fear and we have nothing to lose because it's not happened yet anyway. Right. Just a little conscious manifesting. Yeah. Focus your thoughts on positive, moving forward things. Visualize for the best. Imagine the best happening. And don't be surprised when it comes to pass. Wars have been fought over a person's ego identification with a thought about something. And their need to be right has caused them to go to war with another person, country that doesn't believe the same way they do. The only thing we need to fear is fear itself. And really, that's our mind working against us. If we are fearful about what the future holds, it's all in our mind. So we need to rethink what it is that we allow in our mind and be careful of the information that we allow in our mind and what we allow to be processed there to keep our thoughts moving in a positive direction, in a direction that serves us, in a direction that brings us joy, not fear. Right. I caught myself falling through that rabbit hole a few days ago, and you just have to find your way through it. I was listening to music and it was, I wasn't really doing me any favors. Yeah. It was very yeah. Like, negative. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of switched over. Good. To, like, for you. And, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, I'll, I'll watch myself going through it, but then it was just, it's just funny. Like, okay, this is enough. This <laughs> is not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Songs can have such a huge impact in our life because if we're listening to, music that is uplifting and reminds us of our truth and our joy and our happiness that we experience in life, then that's powerful, a powerful way to shift our energy and have our focus be on things that bring us joy and make us happy, as opposed to listening to something that's dark or watching a a show that has, you know, death and mayhem in it. Notice how you feel when you watch a movie that's full of death and darkness versus how you feel when you listen to a song that is uplifting and inspiring, like I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Right. (laughs) Just, Just that statement right there is uplifting. I'm walking on sunshine. Hello. What do you want to put in your mind? Be careful where you allow your thoughts to wander. Let them wander to empowering thoughts. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. 
Once you have disidentified from your mind, whether you are right or wrong makes no difference to your sense of self at all. So the forcefully compulsive and deeply unconscious need to be right, which is a form of violence, will no longer be there. You can state clearly and firmly how you feel or what you think, but there will be no aggressiveness or defensiveness about it. Your sense of self is then derived from a deeper and truer place within yourself, not from the mind. Watch out for any kind of defensiveness within yourself. What are you defending? An illusory identity, an image in your mind, a fictitious entity. By making this pattern conscious, by witnessing it, you disidentify from it. In the light of your consciousness, the unconscious pattern will then quickly dissolve. This is the end of all arguments and power games, which are so corrosive to relationships. Power over others is weakness disguised as strength. True power is within, and it is available to you now. Okay. True power is within, and it is available to you now. It's available to you now. <laughs> it's like, okay. So whatever, wherever your mind was at, whatever you were thinking about, remember that you have the power over your mind. Now, if you feel like you're stuck, let's say your mind's going in circles, this happened, this happened, or that's going to happen, or I'm in fear. If you can stop and take a deep breath and focus all your attention on the feelings that are behind that thought, those feelings that are behind the thought reside in your body somewhere, identify that spot, focus all your attention where those feelings reside in your body and breathe into it. Just breathe into the feelings in your body, focusing all your attention Sending that feeling, love, energy, acceptance, and healing, and let that feeling transmute and be lifted from you. Now you've released that energy that was in your body, and hopefully you've also released that ruminating thought that was not bringing you peace and joy. And you can move on to the next thing. What's the next thing? Where's my happiness? Where's my joy? Maybe that's a great question to keep asking yourself. What makes me happy? Where's my happy thought? Where's my joy? Where's the peace? Where's the serenity? That's beautiful. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. It's right, there. it's right there. What does he say? True power is within and it's available to you now. We don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till tomorrow or the next day. You can access your happy thoughts and your happy place right now. So anyone who's identified with their mind and therefore disconnected from their true power, their deeper self-rooted in being will never have fear as their constant companion. The number of people who have gone beyond mind is as yet extremely small. So you can assume that virtually everyone you meet or know lives in a state of fear. Only the intensity of that fear varies. It fluctuates between anxiety and dread at one end of the scale and a vague unease and distance sense of threat at the other. Most people become conscious of it 
only when it takes on one of its more acute forms. Well, that's the end of this section. It's powerful. He's really saying here, you, you have a choice. You can live in fear and be fearful and have that anywhere from a vague unease or a distant sense of threat, or you can have high anxiety and dread, or you can become the master of your mind and focus on what you do want in your life. What does make you happy? What does bring you joy? Where would you rather focus your thoughts? Like a moment of silence, because that was just, that was so good. (laughs) (laughs) This little section makes it so simple. You have a choice. You can focus your mind on fear, on the unknown, and you can take yourself into a frenzy of fear, or you can let that go and focus on what you do want in life, things that do bring you joy. It's your mind. You have control. And if you feel like you don't have control over your mind, then do some of these exercises in the book which is to take a deep breath, focus your attention on the energy field that you're creating in your body. Ignore the narrative that goes on in your mind. That's a good one. Ignore the narrative. Say, thank you for that thought. It doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to let that one go. Right. Yeah. I know when someone is first starting to meditate there can be a lot of thoughts that come through the mind oops i need to do the dishes or oh i forgot to go to the store oh i need to do this or i need to do that and that's all well and good a way to get around that that i've discovered is to write down each one of those thoughts and say okay i've got it written down now you don't need to come back And then let the next thought come and keep writing down the thoughts until they stop. Eventually they will stop because you've already got them written down. You don't need to keep reminding yourself anymore. Then you can have a clear blank slate and start designing and creating what it is that you want to experience in your mind's eye first. I love that. I do something similar where if I'm having like a negative thought, I write it out and then I cross that out and then next to it, I write like the opposite, like a positive thought. That is a really powerful process. First of all, you're identifying the fact that you're having a thought or there's a thought in your mind. Maybe it's coming from your subconscious mind, but wherever there's a thought that doesn't serve your highest good. It's like, okay, let's write that one down, cross it out. That's no longer true for me. What is true for me? And then you write the opposite thought. Of, of what is true for you, where you do want to go, what you do want to experience. Yeah. That's, that's very powerful. Wow. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session. It's a very powerful session. If you didn't listen to anything else except for this session, you would still be way ahead of the masses, according to Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so I <laughs> uh, hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye now, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, consider joining our group where we encourage each other on our spiritual journeys. Go to our website, 
lifecoachtrainingonline.com and click on Coaching Services. Or give us a call at 800-711-4346.